Welcome to The Talk at Revolution, where each week we explore what it looks like to find Jesus and live like Him in a practical way. At Revolution Community Church, we know that we are better together. Each week, we look to celebrate Jesus, connect with others, and contribute to the church, community, and beyond. If you'd like to connect with Revolution or take a next step, please visit us at revolutioncc.org or at our Logansport, Indiana campus located at 3930 East Market Street. Now, we hope you are encouraged and challenged by this talk. Yeah. I tell you what, it is so incredible seeing you guys and hearing you guys. We didn't stop being the church, but it's it's a lot more fun when we're together. I'm just going to throw that out there. If we have not met, uh, my name is Nate. I have the privilege of serving here at Revolution as the Worship Arts Director. And just like Kate talked about earlier, today we have called Celebrate Sunday. And i got to catch my breath for a second. <laughs> um, so we are, and I don't know if you realize this, she kind of mentioned it, we are halfway through the year 2020. I'm just going to let that sink in for just a second. <laughs> Because when I realized that it was kind of like a mind-blown kind of moment. And um, so today we want to talk about everything that God has done, a little bit of a crazy year. And, you know, we should know by now not to put a lot of hope, not to put a lot of stock in the expectations of men, right? Because God is capable of doing so much more than we can imagine. Two years ago, actually almost three years ago now, we started a journey as a church called Imagine 320. And many of you in this room were a part of that. And we based it around this verse, Ephesians 3.20. They're going to throw it up on the screens. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is work within us. God is able to do immeasurably more than we can imagine or than we could even hope for. And so we should know by now not to hope on what we think, but on what God thinks instead, on God-sized things. And so in the midst of kind of a crazy year where everything hasn't gone maybe the way we expected, we just want to take a Sunday to stop and reflect on what God has done. Because the truth is, church, God has been moving in incredible ways in the midst of everything that seems to have been going on. In our Imagine 320 journey, you know, we, we ended that initiative back in November, but the truth of that has not been invalidated. That truth has not been expired. So, in January, we started a new journey. We had a new mantra, and you see it up on the walls here if you're in the room with us, called Better Together. And we talked about these three C words. We've got them up on the wall over here. And we've got these symbols that kind of represent what they are. But celebrate, connect, and contribute. And we talked about how these three words help us accomplish the mission of revolution, which is to help people find Jesus and live like him. And we identified this verse, too, from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. And I'm going to read it because I, I love the way this is said. And this is from the message version. It says, you can easily enough see how this kind of thing, this better together thing, how it works by looking no further than your own body. Your body has many parts, limbs, organs, cells. But no matter how many parts you can name, you're still one body. 
And it's exactly the same with Christ. By means of his one spirit, we all said goodbye to our partial and piecemeal lives. We each used to independently call our own shots, but then we entered into a large and integrated life in which he has the final say in everything. My friends, if there's anything we can celebrate, it's that he has the final say. Man does not have the final say in anything that is happening. I think we can celebrate that today. So in January, as we talked about this celebrate, connect, and contribute culture and, and talked about how those words help us accomplish our mission, we had an invitation to people to become a partner of revolution. And if you're watching online, we have about 120 of those partners in this room right now. Yeah, we can celebrate that. It's absolutely incredible. And today I want to celebrate because with that call, as a whole, Revolution now has 425 partners who are partnered in this vision of helping people find Jesus and live like him. Let's give it up for that. Come on. 425 people who have decided to say, it's bigger than me. 425 people including like 118 of our next gen, by the way, which is absolutely incredible. But 425 who've, people who've decided to say, I'm all in on this idea of celebrate, connect, and contribute. And so today we're going to focus on that word celebrate, and we're just going to celebrate some things that God has been doing over the last, especially over the last 14 weeks or so. Because over the last 14 weeks, things have looked a little different, haven't they? I mean, this is our first time gathering in this room in 14 weeks. I did the math, or I looked at my calendar, rather. <laughs> but over 14 weeks, several incredible things have happened, church. Generosity has continued, and not only has it continued, it's increased. As a church, we set a budget every year. And early on in this process, we identified that, man, as, as we go into a quarantine and a lockdown and some people are maybe having to stay home or being laid off from jobs, we're probably going to have to adjust our spending. And so we made plans to do that. But I just want to celebrate for a moment that even though we did that, we made some changes, and we're going to talk about that a little later. Our budget, or our, our giving rather, has kept up with our budget to date. Can we just give a hand for that? Come on. We are in an incredible place right now financially to continue moving the mission of helping people find Jesus and live like him forward. And in fact, we've actually been able to do further outreach in this season. And I'm going to talk a little bit, that, uh, a little bit about that more at the end, but part of Revolution, you know, we've, from the beginning, in, in, in just a couple months, we're going to be celebrating 10 years as a church. And from the very beginning, we had this mantra that we did church different. At Revolution, we do church different. We're going to be a little different. We're, we're going to try hard to reach the people who haven't normally identified with church or been able to relate to the church. And you know, in, over the last 14 weeks, unfortunately, there's, there's a lot of people who have really become very vocal about what they're against. And unfortunately, a lot of, a lot of times the church is really only known for what it is against. But at Revolution, we want to be known about what we're for, not what we're against, what we're for. And we are for people. We are for helping people find Jesus and live like him. 
And so with your generosity, we've been able to continue doing that. Construction has continued. If you're in the building, you were able to see a little bit. We have a almost completed play area uh, that's going to be absolutely incredible for our next-gen kids. We, uh, we have a kitchen that is almost finished that we are going to be using to do all kinds of incredible family and outreach ministries through starting this fall. That kitchen is almost finished. And uh, I want to give just a quick shout out to Jeff Moss because he has headed that up. And, and can we just give him a hand real quick because he has done an incredible job. But in the midst of a, of a shutdown and a quarantine, we have been able to continue moving forward. And we did. We continued to do church different. And one of the things that, that I've been wrapped up in a lot that I want to celebrate today is we actually launched a brand new campus in the midst of this. 14 weeks ago, we launched Revolution Online, a digital online campus, which many of you are watching from today. And this was a part of our vision and our mission, um, but the cool thing about Revolution Online is it's going to help us accomplish this. And we had been thinking about this for some time, and we're taking steps towards launching this vision, but we weren't really there yet. But we were able to do some pivoting and um, just really kind of be all in on this idea. And we launched an online campus. And we are now a multi-site church as a hundred or so people meet in this building. And we have people across 30 plus states and three continents and 30 countries. An average of, well, I'll get to that in a minute, but people watching all over in the different homes and communities in watch parties or on your living room right now. We are a multi-site church now, folks. Through Revolution Online. Absolutely. And so really quick, I wanted to just share like what this really means for us. Revolution Online helps us uh, in two big ways. First, it helps us further our mission. It helps us further the mission of helping people find Jesus and live like him by allowing us to, to be more accessible than ever. Many of you have been able to watch on Facebook or YouTube or on our website People that maybe are a little nervous to step into a door and, and sit in a room with three or four hundred people like we sometimes have on Sundays can now pull up uh, the truth of Jesus and hear us celebrate together on their phone or on their computer. Many of you have, have been able to hit that share button, which on average gets the, the revolution live stream in front of an additional 200 people every time you do that. It helps us further our mission. We are reaching more people than ever. And the other thing it helps us do is it helps us further our vision. In January, we shared some very exciting and specific vision. Vision of starting a jail campus here in our Cass County Jail. Um, vision of reaching out to our surrounding communities and helping plant or partner with churches that like revolution did things a little different and, and helped reach people who didn't normally identify with a church. And this revolution online thing is a huge step forward in accomplishing these vision pieces, folks. I'm excited. Even over the last 14 weeks of re launching revolution online, we have had an average attendance of 906 people. Average attendance of 906 people. And the truth is that is a conservative estimate because it's kind of impossible to know how many people are behind every screen. Hand up if you, uh, if you were watching as a family over the last 14 weeks. Yeah, so every hand raised is one person, but actually is maybe three or four or five people. 
So at least 906 people on average have been tuning in to the message of Jesus and celebrating with us each and every week. I mean, that is absolutely incredible. And beyond that, because those 906 people are the people that we count who have watched the majority of the video, who kind of stayed for the whole service. But the truth is, typically, uh, by our by our accounts and, and, and by the information we have, over 4,000 people every single week tune in for part of our service, part of our live stream, whether it's singing together or, or hearing encouragement from Anthony or one of our other speakers. Over 4,000 people have been exposed every single week to the truth of Jesus through Revolution Online. That's, I mean, that's mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. So I just want to celebrate that for a moment. I mean, I mean, I just have to stop for a second because my mind is just a little like, I mean, can you, 4,000 people, <laughs> it's crazy. And, and I want to stop and celebrate two people really, really, really quick. And they actually don't know I'm doing this. But two people helped us launch Revolution Online. And I just want to really quick give them a shout out. One of them is in this room right now. Mr. Stephen Rohde. Will you stand up, please? Um, Stephen Rohde was a key part of helping us get this in, whether it was installing wiring or cameras or sound. He was here Friday night and again, I think yesterday, even getting some stuff done. And the other one, and I can't even show you to him because he's working right now behind the scenes. But Mr. Chris Brown, most of us call him Brownie. Let's give it up for Brownie. He actually right now is in our brand new broadcast booth here on the campus controlling what uh, you see if you're watching online. And um, so if you see these guys, man, give them a hug, give them a, a high five, give them a fist bump, but thank them for their very, very hard work and efforts in helping us accomplish this mission. And I also want to point out a, a lot of other people, and I can't do them all by name, but over the last 14 weeks, we, we, we did a big pivot and we did church different. But people did not stop serving. Even though we weren't having services in this building, people continued to serve in very, very different ways. We had people who served as online facilitators and continue to do that, helping host in our, in our chat, in the YouTube and Facebook and on our website live streams. We have people, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Becky. We have people who have stepped up and said, hey, I'll sit behind a camera and help capture what is happening, like Mr. Ryan Ely and Mr. JD back here. We have people who have said, I will, I will, I will step away from what I'm comfortable with, and I will serve in a little bit of an uncomfortable way in order to help people find Jesus and live like him. We've had people who said, I will open up my home and allow random strangers to come in and watch the service with me. And not only that, I'll love on them and, and show them the truth of who Jesus is. And we have people hosting watch parties today. And if you're joining us from a watch party, I salute you, my friend. We have life groups who have continued to meet as they can, whether, whether they met digitally via Zoom or as things started to open back up, we were able to meet in homes and continue and connecting and, and encouraging one another. And finally, we had a next-gen ministry that said, just because we're not meeting in person doesn't mean we can't show kids 
the truth about who Jesus is. And so I just want to give a huge, huge shout out to Shauna Cazello and Kate Holcomb and Megan Long and all of our next-gen volunteers who have worked so hard to love on our kiddos and make sure that they see the light of Jesus. Can we just give it up for them real quick? Our next gen is very valuable here at at Revolution. We know that as we train up the next gen, they will continue moving the mission forward. And so we're actually going to hear from one of our next gen volunteers right now, Miss Megan Long. Hey guys, my name is Megan Long and I am one of the next gen leaders who volunteer in the toddler room on Sundays. Over the past few weeks, you have heard us share some of the resources and talk about our awesome curriculum that we use for NextGen. If you ever have any questions about the resources, please text PARENT to 574-498-2233 or you can join our parent group on Facebook. We really hope that your children have loved seeing some of the familiar faces during the worship service on Sundays. Our next-gen worship team has worked really hard to prepare some of the videos so your kiddos can be engaged during the service. We miss your kiddos. We cannot wait to see them in person and be able to worship with them again. And speaking of worship, Revolution does have their very own YouTube page. On the page is a playlist of videos that the kiddos have done in their large groups on Sundays. There's going to be a link in the comment for the YouTube page, or you can search Revolution Next Gen on YouTube and get to dancing. We also have some exciting news that Kate, Shauna, and I are going to be sharing live on Tuesday, June 23rd at 7 p.m. This is going to be for the kids, parents, and families, so stay tuned for more information. It's going to be a lot of fun. You don't want to miss it. And I did hear that there may be some prizes. So again, join us live on Tuesday, June 23rd at 7 p.m. So it's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all of our great dads out there. Yeah, let's give it up. And, uh, and Anthony's going to speak to this in just a few minutes, but we know being a dad is so much more than just having a biological son and, or daughter. And so thank you to all of our dads out there. We love you guys. But there's nothing better, I think, on Father's Day than maybe celebrating fathers with some dad jokes. So let the jokes commence. All right, Nate. First joke. Some of you don't know that I own a commercial janitorial company, so that's why I picked this one. It's, uh, it's important to me. What did the janitor say when he jumped out of the closet? What did the janitor say when he jumped? I don't know. What? Supplies. That's good. That's good. All right. All right. I heard of That's terrible. <laughs> that's the point. What's brown and sticky? I don't know if I want to know. A stick. (laughs) My daughter loves that joke. I had to say it. (laughs) Okay. What are the strongest days 
of the week? The strongest? I don't know. Saturday and Sunday, because the rest are weekdays. Womp womp. <laughs> Two peanuts are walking down a road, and one was assaulted. There's no punchline. Not really. <laughs> I went to the store to buy some camouflage pants yesterday. I couldn't find any. They are hard to find. All right, all right, all right. <clears throat> Where do you find a dog with no legs? In a bun? Wherever you left him. <laughs> I don't know if I like that joke. Okay, I have, this is unscripted, but I have a, a dad joke for the audience, and we're going to watch the audience, okay. we're pan the audience, and we're going to judge your intelligence based on how fast you laugh at this joke. Oh, you no. Get it. You get that half, I'll get this half. You guys okay. ready? My wife, Jamie, sitting right over here, has been really mad at me because of my poor sense of direction. <laughs> I'm not, I'm so not. I packed up all my stuff and write. Somebody got it right away. Good job, Stephen. And this has been Dad Jokes. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. So we got people in the room. It, it's I, I've already got a taste of this. Like, I'm actually going to know if some of the humor today lands. Because, I, like, you probably don't know what it's like to, to put some humor in a talk, to deliver that humor, and to have no idea if anyone on the other side of the camera is laughing. So today, I, I, there's been so many times I thought, did anyone even smile at that? I don't even know. But, um, man, it's so awesome to be together for this. Uh, so much to celebrate, as Nate said. We're celebrating so many things today in relation to these last 14 weeks. Um, the last six months, we're halfway through 2020. Woo! Um, and uh, we, we're going to celebrate dads today. That's, that's kind of my responsibility, is to celebrate dads. And as we kind of talk through this, I think that it's going to be for all of us. Um, but uh, let me just say happy Father's Day again to all the dads that are in, in the room, all the dads watching online, watch parties online parties. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to my dad. He's not here right now, but uh, I just want to give a shout out because um, I was with some people last weekend, and this is kind of the legacy I get to live from. Um, this individual said to me, uh, your dad was the first true Jesus follower I ever met. And so, happy Father's Day to my dad, and happy Father's Day to my biological dad in heaven that I'm going to see again someday. But uh, So I just want to share for a few minutes and celebrate dads. Um, and, and we really believe in the power of dads at Revolution. We are actually partnered with an organization called Dad Camp. And uh, Dad Camp is this incredible uh, organization they, they host uh, weekends that dads can kind of take their kids and there's this location of it 20 miles away from us and then they do these dad camps all over the world. It's just an incredible weekend and we say, man, dad camp can be a great weekend to kind of 
launch a new year with your kids. It happens late summer, early fall. So it's just a great time to just build that relationship and kind of launch into a new year of relationship with your kids. And my hope is long term as we continue to partner with Dad Camp that not just biological dads and kids go, but as small group leaders are connecting with with boys at Revolution and maybe you're an empty nester, like that, that you take some boys that maybe don't have a father figure in their life to Dad Camp. So who knows? And and I always encourage dads to take Monday off after dad camp because you're going to be nursing some injuries and you will be sore from dad camp. But there's this mantra that we, you say all weekend at dad camp and I can't just say it. So I've asked some friends to come and help me with this. This is a, a veteran dad camp dad, Ryan Ely, with his kids, Kendra and Dylan. And so you guys know how this goes, right? The, the dad camp. So you're ready to do this. So I'm going to, I'm going to say you have what it, and then you get, you know what to say after that, right? Do, what do you, should we get everyone in the room to help with this? I think we should. So what happens, we'll do this like three or four times. I say you have what it, and then everybody says, takes. You got that? You have what it. All right, here we go. Ready? We're going to do it like three or four times in a row. You ready for this? You have what it. You have what it. You have what it. Some of you didn't do it. We got to do it again. You have what it. You have what it. You have what it. All right, way to go. Hey, give it up for these guys for helping. Uh, so that's the encouragement I want to give dads today. And, and maybe you're a mom in the room, and you need to hear this too. Maybe you need to hear this in relation to your career right now. Maybe, like, these past three months have beat the snot out of you. Can I say that? It's, day, it's Father's Day. I can say that, right? Uh, but, man, these, like, it's been a tough season, a tough year or whatever, and, and you just need to hear, and not just hear, you need to internalize this today. You have what it takes. You have what it takes to accomplish what God has put in front of you. You have what it takes to model Jesus to your kids. You have what it takes to, to, to follow Christ with your life. You have what it takes to walk through whatever struggle you're going through right now. You have what it takes to adjust to all the different things that are happening in our world in this season that we're living in. You have what it takes. And I do realize that just saying that over and over again, does, that doesn't mean you can believe it, right? Like, just in, in just giving this different scenarios. Like, we, we got to dive into this a little bit more today. So here's what I want to do. I want to give us a few things that block us from believing we have what it takes. Here's the first thing. If you're writing things down, this, this will be it right here. Here's the first thing. Unwise comparisons. Unwise comparisons hold us back from believing we have what it takes. And I, I love what Paul, this first century church leader, says in, in uh, the, the book of Galatians. Here's what it says in Galatians chapter 6. He says, Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. And this is just one example throughout Scripture that talks about comparison. And comparison is seen as a very negative thing. If you follow the threads of Scripture, I've said before, comparison is the thief of confidence. And, and the reason why I say unwise comparison is because we, we don't just compare ourselves with others. What we often do, think about this, what we often do is compare like someone else's best day with our worst day. We, we compare our behind the scenes with someone else's highlight reel. And we, we, like, we scroll through social media and we think, man, I wish I had it together like that dad right there. That dad's got it going on. 
Well, we probably don't say that as dads, but that's a good dad right there. And, and we just compare the high. And, and you've all seen the post, like, I, I got a job that I love. I just remodeled the kitchen. The kids wrote me thank you notes for being their dad. Hashtag dad life. Hashtag living my best life. Meanwhile, we're laid off from our job, and our teenager told us they hate us again yesterday. Or, you know, we, we, like, we compare the highlight reel with the behind the scenes. What is that? That's unwise comparisons. Like, you don't know what's going on behind that post. We have no idea what's going on behind pictures or 30-second video clips of that barbecue or whatever it might be. And, and this needs repeated as well. I've shared this before. Please do not compare yourself with the few minutes I get to share a talk on Sundays, either online or in the room. Like, this is the most put-together I am my entire week. Like, half of the day on Thursday, I had my shoes on the wrong feet. Half of the day. I got these dark blue shoes you can't tell very well. And I look down and they're on the wrong. So, I, I mean, this is the most put together I am right here. Do not compare yourself to me in this time. And I, I even saw some comments a few weeks ago. My wife and I were able to share together here on stage. And we talked a little bit about parenting. And I saw, I saw some comments in, in, uh, on Facebook that, like, some individuals that maybe have kids that have left or have grown up, like, feeling like I failed as a parent or, or whatever. And, and look, like we fail all the time too. Like in, in a talk, it just, I, all I've done is thought through what I need to share in, in a way that is explainable. I'm preaching to myself every single time. Like you have what it takes, Anthony. This is for me too. So like unwise comparisons, they do nothing but remove the truth of you have what it takes. Here's the second thing that can really get us away from this truth today. Unfair criticism. Unfair criticism. So, some of you have had words spoken over you, maybe even years ago, that you have not forgotten, may never totally forget. Things spoken over you from parents, grandparents, coworkers, pastors, leaders, teachers, a spouse. And, and listen, we, we need people to speak truth to us in love. Like, I want friends and family. I, I want them to tell me what they're really thinking and feeling. I, I need people to speak truth, even if they think it's going to hurt my feelings. Because that's how we grow. But some of us have heard the phrase, you're a failure spoken over us. You've been called names, and there's been labels placed on you that are completely unfair. And the idea of you have what it takes, it's, it's always filtered through this phrase, or this nickname, or this statement that was spoken a long time ago. And here's one of the things the book of Proverbs tells us about words. Proverbs is this great book in the, in the Old Testament that has all kinds of nuggets. And one, one, like, it mentions words a lot and the power of words. And here's one such verse. It says, The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. And I looked up the word reckless. Here's what the word reckless means. Without thinking or caring about the consequences. You ever been behind a reckless driver? That's what I thought of when I read this verse. Who's been behind a, a reckless driver? If you have in the comp, like put a thumbs up in the comments. It, thumbs up in the room too, where I can actually see. It. Oh, this is so cool. Yeah, reckless driver. Like they're they're on their phone. They're eating a baconator from Wendy's, looking at their hair, driving with their knees, right? And they're swerving all over the place. Just d d don't care about the potential consequences. And we've probably been that reckless driver a time or two. Some people talk that way though. Like they're reckless talkers. That's what this is talking about. Like they don't, they don't think about anything they say. They just say it. And all kinds of things that come out that, that needlessly pierce, that hurt those around. It's unfair criticism. 
And we all need to work on both sides of this. We need to work on our reckless talking, and we need to work on, like, dismissing some of those unfair criticisms that have come our way. Here, here's another thing that, that just steals our confidence and removes our belief that we have what it takes. The third thing is this, internal lies. And, and speaking personally, this is the biggest battle I face right here. Like, I don't even need the unfair criticism or the, you know, the comparison, unwise comparisons. Like, my own brain fights against me. And, and there's this verse, I, I, I speak this verse every day, either out loud or it, it goes through my mind every single day. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. It says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And here's the part I repeat every day. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Let's just say that second half, after the comma, all together in the room, everybody online, maybe say this out loud, wherever you're at. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We gotta like captive, like take that thought captive. We don't even need comparisons. We don't even need criticism sometimes. Our own thoughts will try to take us out. And our thoughts will definitely take comparison and criticism to much darker places. Someone, listen, someone might have spoken some criticism over you and it was out of love. It wasn't even unfair. But that internal lie kicks in and we just dwell on it over and over. It's like we replay it in our mind over and over. And we, we go way further than that statement was ever meant to go. A quick story on this. Um, Jacob, when he was younger, uh, my oldest son, he used to deal with night terrors. And he still does once in a while. And it's so funny because every single male in our family... Uh, myself, Jake, and, and Bentley now, we all have weird things that happen when we sleep. And you can ask Shauna. She's got some great stories about me. Jake has dealt with night terrors. Bentley now, he deals with what I would call night comedies. It's very interesting. Like, he, he laughs in his sleep. Hysterically laughs. Uh, crazy story. A couple weeks ago, I wake up to Bentley's laughing. It's like 3 in the morning. He's laughing hysterically. I come out of our room... I, I realize he's in the bathroom laughing. I walk in the bathroom. He is hysterically laughing, peeing all over the place in the bathroom. <laughs> Asleep. Told, I could not wake him up. I just let him finish. All right, buddy, back to bed. I had to clean it up at 3 a.m. So, uh, so we all do weird things in our sleep. And I remember when Jacob was struggling through the night terrors in like a really intense way. I, I talked to a friend of mine, a pastor friend, and, and, and you know, just how do, how do you handle, uh, how do you handle this? Like, what, what's some advice? And he said this phrase, you need to handle those moments like a spiritual leader. And he talked about some other things, and I think he even gave some insights on how you might do that or whatever. And, and, and the only thing I heard, though, was you need to handle those moments like a spiritual leader. And it wasn't a bad tone. I don't even think he was insinuating that I wasn't leading my son spiritually, but that's how my mind took it. My mind took that phrase as if I was failing as a dad. So now, not only am I trying to help Jacob through the night terrors, I'm trying to fight through my own insecurity on top of it. Man, how, I don't know if you relate to that or not, but like, and the phrase wasn't even meant the way I took it. And I share that to simply say, dads, everybody, here's the war zone. It's right here. We don't need the comparison or the criticism. We fight right here with our own self, those internal lies. And then here's the last thing that tries to steal our confidence and drive us away from the truth of you have what it takes. Unmet expectations. 
And it, it could be expectations we put on ourselves. Like, I, I'm just not where I thought I would be in life at this point or whatever. Or, um, you know, I, I set out to accomplish this and I didn't get it accomplished. I failed. And I, I read a short book this week called You Have What It Takes by John Eldridge. It's like a 45-minute read probably if you want to check it out. It's a dollar on Amazon right now. But he says this. What's your worst fear as a man? Isn't it some version of failure? And often that failure is something we put on ourselves. It's an expectation we have of ourselves that we don't meet. And sometimes it's an expectation someone else puts on us that we fail to meet. Um, so, something I noticed a few weeks ago, this will, this will connect in a minute. But when we honored the 2020 seniors, we, we asked the seniors, and there were nine of them, we asked them to give us their favorite Bible verse. And if you were watching the, the live stream that week, four out of the nine said the same verse. And we didn't like say, hey, choose out of these five. We, like, out of the thousands of Bible verses, what's your favorite Bible verse? Four out of the nine chose Philippians 4.13. Because they still believe it. Here's what Philippians 4.13 says. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. I have what it takes. Christ through me has what it takes. And 2020 seniors, you do have what it takes. And we are, we are so excited for what you are going to do, what you are going to accomplish. Any seniors in the room, like God has so many amazing plans for the seniors this year. And I believe even the way your school tenure ended at high school, like it's going to make you stronger for what's ahead. And we believe in you. We're with you, 2020 seniors. But some of us, I think maybe watching that video, we were probably like, yeah, they'll see what life's all about soon. Yeah you, yeah, you can do anything through Christ. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're a high school senior. What do you know, right? And I get where the cynicism comes from. It comes from unmet expectations. Life's full of them. Every day is full of them. And, and this is so big. Listen to this. It's not just we set out to accomplish something and we didn't meet that accomplishment. It's also, here's the other thing with unmet expectations. It's we set out to accomplish this. We accomplished it, and it did not deliver on the emotion I thought it would deliver. Like, I went after this, and I actually accomplished it, but it did not give me the confidence I thought it would give me. See, we, we go through life hoping our external circumstances will change our internal realities. I'm going to say that one more time. We go through life hoping our external circumstances will change our internal realities. It doesn't work that way. And I've shared before about my struggles with this. Like, it, it took me so long to decide to plant a church. Like, that my wife and I, we were going to commit our lives to doing this because I didn't think I had what it takes. And, but we did it anyway, even though I still didn't believe that. And, and so we started Revolution, and I felt very insecure. And like, I, I, don't, know, I don't know how this is going to go. And, and I remember thinking in my mind in the early days, and again, we're going to celebrate 10 years here in a few months. Unreal. But, um, but I remember thinking in the early days, maybe if we could start reaching 100 people like, that are on mission following Jesus, I'll feel better. I'll feel like maybe I have what it takes. And so we hit that milestone you know, several months in, and I'm like, well, that didn't do it. Maybe it's 200. Maybe that's when it feels like, you know, I have what it takes and God can accomplish this through me and, you know, hit the 200 milestone and then the goalpost moves again, right? 400 or 500. And, and I, I've just realized more and more, believing I have what it takes doesn't come from those things. So I want to leave us with a very simple verse today. Okay, very simple verse. And it's right in the middle of the book of Psalms. And here's why I want to leave us with this verse. Because next Sunday, we are, we are going to be fully on mission next Sunday. Do you, have you heard about this? 
Watch parties, online parties, and big parties start next Sunday. And we're going to be explaining this week how the room's going to be set up and stuff. And we're testing things out with our partners today. So glad you guys are here. And so everybody's invited next weekend to our big parties here at the campus or, or whatever step you're ready to take. But next Sunday, we are starting a brand new series that's going to go for two months. The longest series we've ever done. Called Psalms of the Summer. Not songs of the summer, psalms of the summer. Every single week, we are going to look at a book in the psalms and dive into the truth, some of the story behind that, that song that was written. It's going to be awesome. And I just want to share one verse to end today because you're going to see through this one verse the power in this book. Just one verse. And then we're starting next week by looking at a whole chapter every week. It's going to be awesome. Here's this one verse, Psalm 57, 7. My heart, you know what? You're in the room. Let's read this together. Let's read this together. My heart, O oh God, is steadfast. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make music. Now, the translation I have on the paper says, My heart is confident. That word's interchangeably in the, interchangeable in the Hebrew. My heart is confident in you, O oh God. My heart is confident. No wonder I can sing your praises. See, what, what, I believe what this is saying is, You have what it takes. Because what you have is the God of the universe. Like, we have what it takes because what we have is not just of ourselves. What we have is the one that spun galaxies into existence. What we have is the, the, the beginning and the end, the alpha, the omega. What we have is the God that spoke words and the universe came to exist. What we have is the one that knows every single hair on your head, not on mine. I mean, he knows everything about what we have is God. You have what it takes because what you have is God. So, I want to give us a simple next step that I believe comes from this verse. And for the dads, you're not going to like this next step. But for anybody that struggles believing, you have what it takes. And my hand is up. And, and we struggle with that because of, you know, unwise comparisons and internal lies and, and all these things, unmet expectations, unfair criticism, all these things that wage war against us to, to cause us to believe we don't have what it takes. Anybody that struggles with it, here's the next step this week. Sing praises. That's it. Sing praises. And it's going, it, it might look weird at times. Like, as, as these thoughts, like, as you start waging war with these internal lies, and your mind starts going, to, oh, I don't have what it takes, and I'm a failure, and I messed up here. No, like, nope. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. It doesn't have to sound good at all. You, we just start singing. Or maybe if you're not comfortable with that, hum. Or if you can whistle, I can't even whistle. You whistle. But we are going to fight. Like we, we sang it at the very beginning of this service. My, my weapon is a melody. My weapon is a melody. Like as, as we, we are tempted to look to the right and to the left and unwise comparisons like, nope. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. And we are going to wage war against those thoughts. And we are actually going to do some more of that right now. And this is going to look a little different. We're going to stand to our feet. I want the kids participating. There's going to be some motions on the screen. Let's just sing this out together, friends. You know, I uh, I had a really witty joke, and I was going to say about uh, 
come out and talk about how y'all you know, like how quickly I changed clothes, but I think I was wearing the exact same shirt. <laughs> Apparently, I need to expand my wardrobe. You guys can be seated for a minute. Um, man, I, I love that truth that we can stand in the love of Jesus, that we can love on each other as we help each other find Jesus. So we talked, uh, we've celebrated some things today. We've celebrated dads. We've celebrated what, uh, how we as a church have been able to continue moving the mission forward. But I want to celebrate one more thing. And um, we've talked about this a little bit, but, you know, with everything going on in our world, one thing that we know for certain is that God has called us to be one. In January, we talked about these three um, great things that Jesus said. The great... Uh, Commission, which is to go and make disciples. The great commandment, which is to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and to love others the same, to love people. And then we talked about the great collaboration from John chapter 17, where Jesus prayed, and his, his greatest desire for us was that we would be one. We're called to go love together. And so I said earlier, at Revolution, we want to be known for being for people. We want to be known for being for our community. And so one really exciting thing that has happened over the last 14 weeks is, is our generosity has remained strong, but our expenses were down in a lot of areas because we weren't heating and cooling this building as much, and we weren't uh, using as much paper and just all these different little things. Um, normally, since the very beginning, Revolution has all been has been all about giving back to our community. And so 10% of our total budget for the year has been designated for outreach to our community and beyond. Over the last 14 weeks, we've been able to spend almost three times that on further outreach. And so I just want to share a few things that we've been able to do to speak the love and truth of Jesus into our community. When all of this started, we, we announced this Hope and Help program, which had several key elements. We, we put aside money uh, for counseling grants. And we've talked about Friends Counseling, uh, based, uh, headquartered out of Wabash. Um, and they have been a partner of ours that we've been working with. And so we, we set up a counseling grant where people could get digital uh, online counseling through Friends, and we would help cover the cost of that. And I'm, I'm really excited because there's another kind of key to this that just in the last couple of weeks has been finalized. Um, we have two of our offices in, uh, in, in the corner of our campus here in Logansport that here in the next month or so, Friends will be opening their physical location here in Logansport and be offering counseling in Logansport here at the Revolution Campus. Can we give it up for that? Come on. We're so excited to have them here in our building uh, and available for people. Uh, we, we did this thing called Hope Packets where we, we put together uh, a message of truth about who God is and, and how much He loves people and how much we love people. And uh, we we gave those along with some some like gas cards and grocery cards to people who were suffering in the hospital from COVID. We were able to give out, I believe, over 40 hope packets. And we actually got a thank you letter. I was supposed to read it, but I did not bring it up on stage with me. He's going to read it later. Thanks, Anthony. But we, we've heard from other people that received these hope packets, just how incredibly powerful it was 
to know that someone cared enough to reach out and help them in a time of need. We've been able to provide meals for different professionals in our community during this time. We, we provided meals for uh, folks at the hospital on staff. We provided meals uh, for others in the medical community. Uh, just this last week, we helped provide meals for our police force, who we value strongly. We actually even had a time where um, some of our officers were able to come in. I believe we had over 20 officers come to the campus, and Anthony was able to uh, pray over them and just love on them a little bit. We've had partnerships that have continued. You know, uh, we've partnered with the Buddy Bag Program with the Logan Sports School District, and um, that has actually continued into the summer. We have continued to help have those Buddy Bags delivered every single week. We were able to, to host a mobile food bank in the middle of everything in quarantine. We did a drive-through mobile food bank that served, I believe, over 400 people which is just absolutely incredible. Over 260 families, I believe it was, that were able to be served, over 400 people total. Absolutely incredible. And we have actually another opportunity for that coming up this next month. Friends, in, in everything, I just want you to hear this. We have so much to celebrate because God has been using you, every single one of you, whether you're here or watching online, God has used you and your generosity to spread the love of Jesus to people when they needed it the most. And as we're starting to open back up, and Anthony's going to talk about next week how our big parties are starting next week, but man, we are just so excited for what God has for the next six months of 2020. And so we're going to celebrate together. In the midst of everything, we know one thing is always going to be true. Scripture says, Jesus said, Take heart, I have overcome the world. So we can be courageous knowing that as we go forth showing the love of Jesus, that he goes before us and he is with us.